Welcome Policy Fellow at the South African Institute of Race Relations, Sarah Gon. Free state folly, Saragon. That's your topic for this afternoon. And I've got, I've got visions of uh, Ace Machashula starring in kinky boots and it ain't a pretty sight. <laughs> well, they don't call it the silly season for nothing. Fair um, enough. I'm sure most of uh, your listeners have been to Paul Rue or Clarence or Ruhrsandal or Fariesburg um, or Bethlehem or through them. Now, what they have in common is that they, they are served by the Dichlabeng local municipality. And things have been happening in the Dichlabeng local municipality. Essentially what happened is that um, in September, the Speaker of the Council, uh, David Lenguabala, died. So they had to replace him. And it's, a, it's a, a matter that gets voted on. Now, You'd assume the result would be anticipated because the ANC has 25 seats, DA8, EFF3, and Freedom Front Plus has one. So this is how it went. At the first meeting, they had to adjourn the meeting when someone released gas into the venue and choking councillors could not proceed with the agenda. Right. Then at the second attempt, this was also the meeting was abandoned because the acting municipal manager was allegedly held hostage and couldn't, uh, well, wow. in the absence of a speaker, provide over, provide, preside over the, the proceedings. Then they had a third meeting, which sounded pretty acrimonious because there are two very distinct factions, ANC factions. And the one deserted the other, and as a consequence, the municipality now has a new speaker from the DA. Um, anything is now possible in this here South Africa, clearly. I don't imagine he'll last very long. I, I suspect sort of factions will revolve and rotate and, and things will change. But you know you've come, you've, you know your factionalism is a real problem when your uh, the ANC plus the rest can vote in a DA speaker. And the the sort of really serious thing about this, okay, the really serious thing about this is that it's actually symptomatic, and, and I think Stephen Curtis wrote an article about it uh, in this morning's Daily Maverick, is that the factionism within the ANC is becoming so divisive, partly because... You know, the ANC always, if there was problems of factionalism, the centre would come in, assert its authority, and things would, you know, go back to normal. That's not happening. And you could see it with the speech-making of Andile uh, Lundis, who hadn't been out of jail on parole for more than two seconds, and he was addressing a crowd and slamming the Ramaphosa faction and Ramaphosa himself for attacking Zuma. But the real probably is is the sort of bedrock of what is happening is the fact that Ace Matashula, with or without tights and spandy things, has refused to step down even though he's facing criminal charges and the ANC's new rules require that he step down. So I think you might, you know, the as I say, the factionalism has become such an issue that I think one of the big issues for next year is how the ANC is going to keep itself together. And ironically, we remember that the president said his first obligation was to was to keep the ANC together. The country yeah. came second. Yeah. Keiko Lekela, no, as they say.
So, so I, I find this absolutely fascinating. We started the first hour this afternoon with exactly this issue. I was saying all the reading I'd done this week spoke about the balkanization of the ANC. And clearly the Mahashula issue is at the absolute core of this. Um, apparently that uh, no confidence vote has been taken off the table. So there's just a little bit of respite for now. But uh, Quo yeah. Vadis, where to from here for the rest of us? What does this mean for us? Is this the beginning of a split of the ANC? What's your opinion? It, it may well be because you see the, the, the strength of the ANC was always the sort of tough, the tough center. You've always had factionalism at, at uh, sort of municipal and uh, branch level, but you know someone would go and bash some heads together and uh, things would go back to normal. That's happening. Well, it's not even happening. This and this, it's actually not. It doesn't appear to be happening at all. And this, I think, is really going to. Presage, uh, presage a split in ANC because, you, as we know, you know, no one hates anyone else more than family. And so, Sarah, I mean, many of us have been, I suppose, secretly wanting this to happen for some time, mm. thinking, give democracy a chance. But the mm. converse of that could also be said to be true, and that is that power doesn't like a vacuum and that the mm. ANC, for all its failures, at least was strong enough to ensure stability. I mean, mm. uh, what's your take on those competing views? Well, I think between... Um very, very poor economic performance, corruption, and all the things that go with it, which have really, you know, no, no one can be blamed other than the ANC really for that. Um, aggravated by COVID and the consequences of greater unemployment, etc., etc. You know, those are all pressures that, you know, every few years ago weren't as severe, increasingly severe, and now with the absence of that sort of heavy hand of discipline at the centre, I think it makes things much more shaky, and I think we're really about to really enter serious coalition governance. Very, very interesting take. And that brings us to 5-2, which is utterly perfect. Sorogon, thank you as always for that really interesting take on what's happening in the country.